Episode 6, The Reset. Leaning in towards the booth, Aunt Bianca chewed gum, holding Maria back. Sally gently stood in front of Rory, who tried swinging after the water fountain bully. Want to talk about your little joyride with my van sunset? Bianca said to me with the palms of her hands lying flat on the table. You wake up and decide it's a nice day for Grand Theft Auto? Mom wants us all back at the house to figure this out, Maria said, holding the side of her bloody nose. That's my van, I stated. Bianca's lips jerked out. She started to yell, Ek fa! But she stopped and looked at Sally, who smiled, looking happy to be there. She chose nicer words. What did you say to me? I turned around, looking out the window behind me. There in the parking lot sat the van. I noticed something else, a tiny crack of the lower part of the window above my head. I looked back and saw Rory holding their PDA. I moved my pocket computer thing as close as I could to theirs, reaching. Authenticated. Data transferred. Future treats assets secured. It said. Data transferred. I hoped nothing on the Rami chip got moved and I had a chance to track the real Mia still. Turn your pager off. We got some talking to do. Bianca spoke to me as if I were some lawyer's personal assistant. I grabbed Rory's cell phone with my left hand and ripped it out. My right hand jabbed into the glass. The PDA slid up. I, totally, was going to break the window. That's not how that works, Bianca laughed at me. I shoved the table towards Bianca as hard as I could. Rory and Sally scooted away from me. The mothers at the nearby table stood up. Bianca rushed at me. I climbed my way up the table bench and jumped over my past junior high self. I sprinted out of sweet scoops, holding on to the items in my hands with dear life. I made for the exit. Took the keys out of my shirt pocket with my right hand and opened the door. Keys turned smooth in the ignition and the engine started. With the van in reverse, I stomped on the gas and turned as hard left as I could. I shifted in the drive and floored it once again. As I grabbed the steering wheel with my right hand, I noticed I held something. The wrong PDA. I stopped the van and leaped out. I ran back towards my own device. Bianca, Maria, Rory, and Sally, along with the rest of the party, ran out of the building. Bianca ran to the exit and stood in the middle of the road. Rory held my old time travel machine. I don't want this, I said as I ran as fast as I could to the dimension death device, my PDA. I looked up, my eyes locked with Bianca's who made a mad dash for the van. I couldn't make it, and I did not want to get into a fistfight with that woman. I turned back and ran to the van, shutting the door and raced out of the parking lot. I drove down the road, screaming and cursing at the steering wheel. Why couldn't you have just held on to it? I yelled at myself. I took a breath. The smell of the van clogged up my nose a little, but I kept trying. I looked at the phone. One hour until the end of the shift, the death device buzzed. I glanced down again and saw a message written on the screen. This shift is a four-hour shift due to Future Treat's minor worker labor practices. Fruck! I yelled. My hand hit the steering wheel. I guess she did tell me this would suck. This wasn't what I wanted. 
the phone went on. Aurora's voice recognized. Would you like to load your profile and your last known RAM image? Yes, I shouted. Then I remembered what Future Treats employees said. If the RAMI chip had to be uploaded, it was over. Toast. No, I corrected it. RAM profile uploaded. You ever had a moment where you lost all control of your senses and feelings? I had one of those moments on the freeway. I had to devalue myself to escape, and I was never going to see Mia again either. I couldn't even feel the wheel in my hands. The van tires hit the curb as I pulled over to park near a quiet street. I rammed my head into the steering wheel and screamed into the void. Brooke changed the settings on my shift so I would have four hours to save Mia. And I couldn't do it. I was screwed. My only chance was to somehow beat my younger self and go back to take on another shift. But how? The duffel bag! I shouted. I backed into the ridiculous cabbage door and turned off the engine. The timer on the phone dwindled to minutes remaining on the shift. Inside, Brooke stood where she had last time, reading the handbook. You know, you could get the money first, she chuckled. Your older self never figured that out. You're shifting soon. You better get that bag so our plan will work. How did you know, I asked. I sped walk towards the back of the store. Why are you always here? I'm always working, she deadpanned, living large. I went to the room the bag had once been in before, in a different identical universe, that is. Oh, Brooke remembered, your younger self is here. The fluorescent lights in the back room were so bright they hurt my eyes. My younger self stood in front of me, holding the future treats duffel bag of money. Please, Rory begged, don't tell me you also thought of taking the bag and hiding it so you had more time to figure out what to do. Yeah, kid. I lied. That's pretty smart. How'd you learn about this? About what is going on? I talked to Miss Kay. Worry pulled on the bag around their shoulders. How would she know anything? I asked. She wasn't with us. Why didn't you tell me one of us is going to die? Rory backed away. The box of money. I had left the money with Miss Kay when I returned from the other shift. She must have gone looking for Elon's cabbage. But why was Sally here? Trying to do what's best for everyone. These choices are hard, I said. You suck at making them, Rory jeered. I know. You're supposed to keep messing everything up until you get everything right, I said. You're not getting this money. Sally handed Rory a cabbage. Something happened. At first, it felt like I had been hit in the back of the head with a wet pillow. I rubbed my neck where I felt chunks of cabbage. I turned around. I had the right to be hurt, but instead I sighed. I turned around to face Miss Kay, holding a head of cabbage over her. I closed my eyes. Hey, Miss Kay. She lowered the cabbage. Hey, Aurora, or Azami, or whatever. I'm trying so hard to do the right thing. I'm trying to get her back. I wish she would help me. You're in it for yourself. Brooke told us everything. You can't do this, not like this, she said, hurt. Rory could see the pain expression on my face. I'm not in this for myself. 
I leaped towards Rory, who now made a mad dash with Sally towards the back exit. Rory had almost made it out, but the bag snagged on the doorframe. They tried to clear the frame, but it wouldn't let go. I grabbed the bag and pulled. The phone dinged. Shift over. Get to the reset point. Sally grabbed onto Rory and then onto the bag. They pulled together. Why is Sally here? I yelled. I felt another soft hit to the back of my head. Can you stop hitting me with cabbage, Miss Kay? I yelled. You're making a mistake. I pulled. The bag broke free. Before I could plant my back foot to run, Rory bear-tackled me, knocking me back. I tried to push them off of me, but they pushed my hands away, causing me to lose my grip on the bag. But I grabbed my phone back. On the floor, I rolled as hard as I could. Years of stop, drop, and roll in elementary school had finally paid off. My elbows banged on the floor, leaving my skin raw and burning. I didn't care. I pulled out the phone, and I found an order as fast as I could, and I backed away. A message appeared on the screen. Ram transferred. Travel to dimension 0782-7534. I hit confirm so hard my finger jammed. It was over, but I might as well cling on to hope. That was my thinking. The phone spoke in a different, calming voice. Confirmed, Rory. Traveling to dimension 0782-7534, it said. Rory dashed at me, but I backed away in time for the phone to take me away. I fell hard to the ground, blinking. The store looked more modern than it had in the other dimension. I heard a voice from the other room. Got both phones, huh? You bet, I yelled. Nice, Brooke crooned. Welcome to 2002. Special code successful. A familiar dimension that matched your request has been loaded. The dimensional jump has been sponsored by Pet Escort Services. Let our escorts walk your pets for you while you make deliveries. Doesn't matter the pet, we'll take care of them. Pet Escort Services. We know our way around town. Click on the PDA now to learn more. 200 Roses. I didn't know if Mia was safe or where she was. I had no way of knowing. I gasped. Find my phone. Now you're getting this, Brooke encouraged, not looking up from her desk. I had to take a bus to get back to Mia's house. But since I had both phones, no one would be getting out of any universe. Finally arriving back at the cave's house, I yelled and I made whatever noise I could, hoping somebody would come to the door. The door opened. And there was that curly side part, an instant eye roll. She wore an oversized t-shirt with a pocket, no pants, no shoes, as if she had just arrived. A roar. She spoke softly in that wonderful, sarcastic voice, crying, I'm so happy to see you. How did you get here? I don't know how to tell you, I said. Cabbage lady got me here. Mia? You were right. I need to stop beating myself up, because at the end of the day, I'm all I have, and I'm no good if I'm all black and blue. I can do things, like finding a way to see you again. I can live without you, but I don't want to. I'm going to hug you if you'll let me, I told her. I was wrong, she said. Back at the reset point, 
I shouldn't have pushed you like that. She shifted, leaning against the frame. She looked to the side. You punched a hole in my wall and are about to kill an entire universe's worth of people. But I don't want to live without you either. I tackle hugged her so hard. I held my face close to hers, holding on to her with my everything. I want to learn how to function with you, I said. I lost you. It's hard to explain, but I lost myself too. And now I'm here and we're going to have to act now together. What's wrong? She asked, concerned. I don't know how this is going to end. I almost whispered, holding down the trauma. The next choice we make is going to be hard. Like Brooke said. But we need to go. And you got to trust me for once not to slam the door or drop the phone. And we had to tie up your mother. What? She asked. You also lied to me about Sally Lewis's birthday party. She totally did invite me. No, she didn't. She looked down in a way. I'll explain it some other time. Our time. We need to get to the reset point and take back the duffel bag so we can escape. Steal back the duffel bag? From whom? Your future you? Why are we tying up my mom? Mia walked alongside me. It's okay. She hit me with cabbage. Everyone is trying to do the right thing here. I canceled my order in 2002, taking another one in 1998. Back in the other universe. Hug me. I leaned in for approval. She did. I hit confirm. The phone took us back for one last shot at getting things back to normal. Welcome to 1998. This dimensional jump has been sponsored by Jim Bob Shaving Cream. Jim Bob Shaving Cream gives you a close shave every time. About. Now comes in three distinct edible flavors. Raspberry. Lemon. Extra whip. Try some on your favorite dessert. Phone buzzed. Chef over. Please return to the reset point to return home with your winnings. We heard a thump from upstairs, like someone walking across the floor. That's from my room, Mia said loudly. We ran upstairs. The locked room was not a Mia thing. I thought I heard voices and faint whispers of breathing. They didn't leave the bag here, did they? I asked. Mia, Miss Kay yelled from the other side of the door. Get the bag, I yelled, charging inside. Mia went after her junior high self. I held my hands to my pocket to protect the phones. Rory and Miss Kay charged at me. Sally stood in the corner, watching. I realized what was happening. I ducked. Bianca swung a baseball bat at me. She swung at my knees, missing as I pushed my hips back away. Rory threw a head of cabbage, whacking me in the face. Got it, Mia yelled. She ran for the exit behind Bianca. She swung the bat downwards, missing Mia, probably on purpose. I dashed by Rory and pulled Miss Kay to the other side of the door. I slammed it shut as hard as I could using all my weight. I pulled out the phone. A message appeared on the screen. Weight limit increased. Please return company property. I heard my younger self cry out. It got quiet. No, Miss Kay reached for the knob. Mom, don't, Mia shouted. Miss Kay pulled on the door against us. I heard my own voice. Please, don't do this. Azami, I don't deserve this, please. Why do you get to live and I don't? I'm sorry, kid, I said. It's the job. Only one of us can get out. 
It sucks, but I've got to go. I pressed harder on the door. If we are going to do this, we need to do this now, Mia said. Let them out. Miss K pleaded with me. There's no other way. We need the three of us to get out of here. That is the only thing we can return things to normal. There are countless dimensions out there. There's other us's. None of them will feel pain. But I will, Rory screamed. I paused. Maria and Bianca kept pounding, kicking at the wood, trying to move us out of the way to escape. I pulled up the other phone. The other phone had the same message. My eyes closed. I thought about the last time I saw my older self, the look on their face. There I was, taking everything out on myself again, hoping by doing it things would get better. Again. Have you ever had a moment you realized you had to do something hard? I had that moment. And I decided to face it. Enough. I stood up. Mia stumbled up, baffled. I walked away and threw down my phone. The door opened. Okay, little one. I let Rory walk to me. If you have a better plan, I'll go with it. I don't need to fix all my mistakes. Duffel bag issued an audible warning. Reset and return the company property now or face the consequences. The young ones should get out, Bianca said. Older ones, stay behind. Mia grabbed my hand and squeezed. We nodded. Rory, Maria, and Sally stood together by the bed. Maria had the money bag. We stood back towards the corner of the room near the screaming Labrum's band posters, huddling together. Rory's finger hovered above the screen. They looked at Sally and Maria. Duffel bag buzzed. An alarm sounded. Get going. Go make a bunch of mistakes, I waved. The three stood in what felt like a photo. Not moving. Not blinking. Not breathing. The noise in the bag grew louder. Go on, Rory, Miss Kay said. Rory and Maria looked to each other. Maria sighed. Don't do it, she said. They're dumb. I know, Mia, Rory snapped. They threw the phone. You adults act like you're all smart. I think secretly none of you have a clue what you're doing. How is this going to solve anything? Return company property now, the bag roared. Rory, you're going in. I put the phone back in their hand. You're resetting. We heard a voice from the other room. Hello, I let myself in. Brooke appeared from the hallway wearing a tie and black slacks. She put one hand in one pocket and put the other on her hip. We found ourselves backing further into Mia's room. Bianca picked up the baseball bat. You're in the wrong house. Bianca patted the metal with her palm. Nonsense. I'm here for my favor, Brooke said. Rory gasped. This is an uncharted dimension. No one can find us here, Brooke said. So I want... Wait, why is everyone standing around the phone in the duffel bag? You weren't... You weren't going to reset, were you? The realization hit in and you realized you didn't have to end the world? I hinted pretty hard. I said we have a plan. Are all the phones on airplane mode so we can let the batteries strain out? We all looked at each other. Rory and little Mia shook their heads at us. Yeah, that's what we did, I lied, putting the phone into airplane mode. 
1998 is cool. We can hang out here. He breathed out a collective sigh of relief. Most employees don't figure out the whole feature treat scam falls apart if you don't do anything, Brooks said. No offense, but it took you a long time to figure that out. Anyways, I have taken some money from the bag and a few USB drives as part of the favor. The thing will run out of power after 48 hours. I'd put it in a noise-proof room until then. I'll have to hang out for a while since I have nowhere to go. With that in mind, where is the bathroom? Sally pointed Brooke towards the bathroom while Bianca helped find whatever she could to silence the bag. I've realized Brooke didn't tell me about the plan because the phone was recording us in a charted dimension. Now it doesn't matter. She could have said something later, though I'm not sure how her shift worked. I faced my younger self. I'm going to be learned to be cooler to you. I'm not beating you up anymore. From here on out, I am your friend. We might not get along, but I promise I will fight for you. I don't know how, but I'll learn. Worry paused. I'm not sure how to respond to that, they whispered. I want a sonnet. No, Worry nodded their head. So, no one is dying, Bianca said. Mia Tackle hugged her, and then me. She buried her face into my cheek. I squeezed her back. I woke up like I did most mornings when living at the K's house. Though I wasn't wearing my emotional support hoodie I'd never be able to replace. Well, I could if I went to the same store and bought the same hoodie in the same year, but it wouldn't be the same. Though it felt off. I felt since I accidentally killed everyone in an entire universe, I shouldn't complain. I'm not proud of everything I've done. If I had had better information at the time, I would have acted differently. That's how hindsight works. I'm learning. Sometimes our mistakes hurt others. But we didn't kill everyone in this universe, so I'll keep doing the best I can. I made my way downstairs super early and made a full pot of coffee to start off the new routine. Rory sat at the counter, already up with her suitcases packed. Their hair stuck up worse than normal, but they didn't seem to care. You can make coffee, you know, I reminded them. That wasn't always a thing when the other me lived at home. I have no idea if young me should be drinking coffee either, but that didn't stop me at that age, so I let it be. But our mom had started getting better after she took a part-time shift at Fukuyu Family Market. Dr. Tanaka opened a few years early after we told her what happened. Rory lives with me, but we try to go visit mom when she wants to see us. We're all getting there. The coffee pot clinked. I poured Rory a cup. I'm putting milk in mine, Rory said. That's fine, I sighed. They poured milk into their cup and began to drain the entire sugar container. I got annoyed watching them use all the sugar in the house. Sure, we have more money than we know what to do with, but we're still figuring out our laundry arrangement with the store so we can pay taxes and spend our money. I didn't want to go buy more sugar. I wanted to say something about being wasteful, but then I saw how my younger self smiled. In the morning, I didn't shake my head. I left it alone. Mia entered the room. Rory opened the fridge door to put the milk back. They turned to the walking bear. 
They tried to gently close the door, but it fell out of their hands and slammed shut. I'm s- Rory began to mumble. Thank you for trying, and annoyed Mia said. Little Maria walked down the stairs with an equal hate of existence. She sat next to her older self. I poured another cup and handed it to Mia. She sat in silence, eyes squinted, hair ruffled for a couple of minutes. She continuously checked her cup with her hand. When the coffee had cooled, she took a sip. She turned to me and smiled. Sally will be here soon. Her parents are dropping her off with the trip. I need to talk to Miss Kay before we go, I said. I poured one last cup of coffee. I messed up Mia's hair with my free hand and headed upstairs. Knocking on the bedroom door, coffee mug in hand, Miss Kay said come in. I brought the coffee mug in and sat it on the nightstand. She stood in front of the dresser, packing a suitcase for the trip. You said you wanted to talk to me last night, Miss Kay? I said. Yeah, I'm finishing up packing. I'm going to call Bianca before she takes off to meet us. Nervous about driving or meeting your past self for the first time? I said. My first time did not go well for me. Yep, she zipped up a large suitcase. And New York is far, but she... I... She needed time to think after we talked. We have time, I said. Can you talk to myself for me and tell her everything that happened? Because I'm not sure I put it into words okay. Our first phone call did not go well. We fought over the house. I can try. She looked back up. Are you worried? Is the company going to come after you for not returning the duffel bag with the money? Miss Kay asked. After the deaf devices powered off, me and I buried them. They can't find us here, I said. The doorbell rang. That must be Sally, Miss Kay frowned. I laughed at this. We both headed to the living room. Sally's parents and Brooke from the cabbage store helped bring in two large suitcases. I walked behind Mia and rested my head on hers. How long are we going to stay at the park? Sally asked, all excited. Rory was like, as long as we want. Dibs on the front seat. Brooke stuck up her finger. I put my hand at Mia's shoulder. I told you things were going to get better, I said. I decided to eat breakfast while everyone got ready. I took one of the home-baked cupcakes from the counter and took a bite. Mia stole a bite from the other side. And that is how I learned to live with myself. Not saying that it's easy. Fori and I can't agree on anything, but I guess that's how things go. Mia and Maria pretend the other doesn't exist. I bet it'll get easier for them. Meeting yourself for the first time is strange. You might find yourself saying things you don't mean. Fori won't stop saying, I'd never do that. It's confusing, but we'll make it. And so will you too. Just take it easy on yourself. Oh, had you thought about what you wanted to call yourself? Other, Miss K? The end. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the audiobook. Definitely let me know what you think of it. And if you have any ideas for what I can write next, let me know. Take it easy on yourself. And special thanks to everyone who helped with this project. Good luck looking for cows out there.